I am Charlotte Jackson, and this is Game Changer, the podcast that empowers you to align with your true self, mind, body, and spirit, because that is where the magic happens. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a certified holistic coach, Reiki master, and EFT practitioner, and I'm a recovered crystal meth addict. And everything I share with you are things that have already helped me, things I've learned, or things I am learning along my journey. So welcome, and thank you so much for being here. It is my only wish that this episode finds the person that it is meant to find and empowers them to change their life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Game Changer. As always, I'm so excited to be here. And today I'm going to be talking about a topic that is very, very close to my heart, as is everything that I share on here, but specifically because today I'm going to be talking about addiction. And the subject of this podcast episode is, your addiction is not the problem, it is the solution. I'm just going to say that again. Your addiction is not the problem, it is the solution. Now, I was a crystal meth addict for four years and I actually came to this realization that the drugs were not the problem very early into the addiction. And I remember saying this to people quite often and I used to say it to other drug addicts and I used to say it to people who knew I was a drug addict but who weren't addicts themselves. And I would say to them, hey, the meth actually isn't my problem. The meth is my solution. And nobody would really listen to me. I think because I was an addict at this time when I was having this realization, people used to just say to me, yeah, okay, Charlotte, of course you're going to say that. You're addicted to crystal meth. Of course you don't think it's the fucking problem, but it is the problem. The drugs are the problem. The drugs can kill you. One hit is all it takes, blah, 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 and all the other bullshit that we're fed by mainstream media. But this is what I came to realize very early into my addiction. The drugs were not my problem. The drugs were my solution. So what do I actually mean by that? What I mean is that when we have an addiction, the addiction comes about because we have a problem. The addiction itself is not the problem. And to go into this in slightly more depth, okay, let's talk about what addiction actually is. Addiction is a way that you self-soothe and distract yourself and fill the void. And it can come in so many forms. Addiction does not have to be drugs. It could be anything. And I would actually go so far as to say that the majority of people are addicts, but they just don't even know it. So a lot of the time when we think about addiction, we think of things like drugs and gambling or porn addictions or sex addictions, all these things that are really dramatic, things that it's so obvious, you know, if somebody has an addiction to that, they're fucked. But there are much more subtle forms of addiction as well. So, for example, things like Netflix or social media 
even gaming, things like this, they can all become addictions. And also you can actually become addicted to things that are good in inverted commas. So your job could actually be an addiction. Your work could be an addiction. The gym, that is a big one. The gym could be your addiction. And because when you're addicted to something like the gym, you end up looking fucking amazing. You don't think of it as an addiction. You don't think at any point, shit, I'm using this to distract myself. I'm using this to self-soothe or I'm using this to fill a void. I'm using this thing so that I don't have to feel what I'm feeling right now. Sometimes this can be helpful, obviously. I mean, if you're particularly angry, sometimes moving your body can really help. So maybe if you're really pissed off and you go to the gym, you feel much better afterwards and you just let it all out. But I'm talking about when things become extreme. So with addiction as well, it's usually something that you feel as though you can't stop. And it's the thing that you turn to sort of automatically without even thinking. So let's go back to what I said at the start. Your addiction is not the problem. Your addiction is the solution. What is your addiction? What is the thing that you are trying not to feel? The re- that is the real problem. The real problem is not the thing that you're using to fill the void. The real problem is the void. I hope that this is making sense to you because when I realized this as an addict, it gave me this huge paradigm shift where I was suddenly set free from the drugs. I suddenly realized, holy shit, the drugs aren't actually the problem. If I can work out what the problem is and the reason behind why I'm using the drugs, then I will no longer need the drugs to solve the problem. Are you with me? So the first most important thing is to really identify your addiction. What is it in your life that you turn to as a means of escape, as a means to distract yourself, fill the void, self-soothe when you're feeling uncomfortable? What is the thing? So it could be something really obvious like drugs, gambling, porn, sex. It could be food. It could be Netflix, it could be social media, it could be dating apps, it could be your job, your business, the gym, it could be your diet, it could be your faith or your religion or your spiritual practice, it could be anything. I don't know because I'm not you, but I know that if something is popping up in your head right now, then that is your addiction. And once you've really kind of identified this, it's then time to feel into the pain. What triggers my addiction? When does it happen? When did it start? Did I not notice it before because it's not that destructive of a behavior? So for me personally, I know the things straight away that I use now instead of drugs to self-soothe any kind of pain that I feel. I binge watch Netflix and I scroll on social media. Those things are so easy to do. They're right there. They're in our hands. And a lot of the time, 
I will open up my phone and I'll be scrolling mindlessly on social media or I might spend a day binge watching Netflix and I don't notice straight away and then I'll suddenly take a breath and I'll think, hold up, I've been on Instagram (laughs) doing absolutely nothing, I'm not messaging anyone, I'm not creating content, I'm not even really engaging with anyone. All I'm doing is scrolling. And I've been doing it for an hour. So I stop and I sit down and I ask myself, what what am I trying to avoid in this moment? What am I trying to distract myself from feeling? And I know that when I was an addict... I came to the realization really quite quickly that the problem that my addiction was solving was loneliness. And how did I work that out? I sat down with a journal. Journaling saved my life, just FYI. Side note, (laughs) one of many things that saved my life, but it definitely helps to save my life. So I sat down and I journaled and I asked myself, okay, there was a point when I started using drugs and it was really fun. And I was going out and I was partying and I was having fun and I was with other people and I was doing my thing and I was, you know, enjoying it, having a good time, whatever. When did that go from that to me sitting in my apartment by myself with a crack pipe? How did I get from A to B? What was going on? What happened the first time that I smoked crystal meth by myself? What was I doing? Where was I? And I can tell you exactly what happened. I just moved into my own apartment. I was by myself. I'd split up with this guy that I'd been dating who was being an absolute see you next Tuesday. (laughs) And I was so incredibly lonely. And it hit me in that moment. I was like, shit. I was so lonely and I was using that to fill the void. And nine times out of ten, when I sit scrolling on social media, the thing that I am feeling that I am trying not to feel is loneliness. And you can break this down further as well. Loneliness, disconnection from others, disconnection from myself as well. When I don't do things that really light my soul up when I don't move my body when I eat crap food when I stop taking care of myself when I go to bed really late and when I get up at different times and when I don't go into the sunshine early in the morning and when all of these things I slowly 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 start to see that I'm becoming disconnected And as I disconnect from myself, I start to disconnect from everything around me. Friends, family, everything. So that for me is always the trigger for my addictions. And obviously I am no longer a crystal meth addict. I've been clean for almost three years now. And 
I definitely do not feel the depths of loneliness and pain that I felt back then when I was an addict. But what I do feel is very subtle and the ways that I now deal with that subtle pain is a lot more subtle as well. So it's almost like the extremeness, <laughs> even though I know that's not a word, the extremeness of the addiction almost shows you the depth of the pain. So the more extreme something is, say for example, you are highly addicted to working out or highly addicted to your work. Say you're an absolute workaholic, you are sacrificing relationships and everything like that and human connection and enjoyment because you have to work you have to go to the gym, you can't eat this because you have to do this, you know, your diet is so strict, you have to cut this out. Anything that is extreme, in my opinion, is an addiction. When I first got back from Australia after I got clean, one of the first things I did when I got home was become vegan and I was very strict about it. I, I didn't have anything that had any animal products in it whatsoever. And it was only in hindsight and looking back that I realized that I was trying to have some sense of control on my life. And that is also what addiction is as well. Sometimes I think that we can feel so out of control when we feel these painful emotions, especially as so many of us are not actually ever taught how to feel painful emotions or difficult feelings, that we dive into these extremist behaviors to give ourselves a sense of control. And through that sense of control, we self-soothe and distract and fill the void of whatever it is that we are trying to escape from. And addiction is so complex and there are so many layers to it. And people try and, you know, just make it very simple, but it's not. It's so nuanced. And I believe that everybody has addictive tendencies. Every single person. I swear to God, if you're somewhere now where you're in public and you're around other people who are on their phones, just have a look around you and have a look at how many people are using their phones right now and scrolling. I notice this so much on public transport. Or just like look around the carriage or the bus or whatever I might be on and I just think, what the the fuck? Like that kind of behavior where you are just sitting and scrolling That is an addictive behavior. And in fact, social media, and I find this fascinating because I don't actually talk about this too often, not because it's a secret, but just it doesn't really come up. When I was a crystal meth addict, I was also extremely addicted to using slot machines. And in fact, my addiction to slot machines is probably what brought me undone more than the addiction to drugs because obviously with slot machines, all my money went into them. And I could not stop. The drugs, I used to find with the drugs, it was like I could take them or leave them. If I ran out of drugs, I would just be like, whatever, okay, I'll just go to sleep. I didn't used to fiend 
for drugs. I, I didn't used to steal so I could get my next hit, you know. I, I didn't feel like that about the drugs. But gambling was next level of an addiction. I honestly, I had never felt anything like that where I felt like I just could not stop it. And the way that social media, Instagram and TikTok and all of these things and dating apps the way that they are designed and the way that they impact our brains is the exact same way that slot machines impact our brains. They work the same way. It's this intermittent reward system whereby you scroll. So you imagine if you're on a slot machine, you're pressing the button and then occasionally you win. So when you're scrolling on social media, occasionally you see something that you like occasionally the person you fancy posts something and you're like ding you might get a message from someone ding but you might not oh you post something you might get people liking it ding but you might not oh it's an intermittent reward system and that's what keeps us addicted to it and i find that fascinating because i was so addicted to slot machines and slot machines work on the same premise so you're just pressing the button. You don't know when you're going to win. Sometimes you win and it's so exciting and then you just keep going. And I remember when I was addicted to the slot machines, I downloaded this game on my phone that was exactly the same game that I used to play on the slot machines, right? Identical, but it, there was no money involved. And I used to spend hours playing it. And I remember thinking, it's not even about the money. I don't even give a shit about the money because right now I'm playing this game and there is no money involved and I'm still pushing that button. And that's when I knew (laughs) it wasn't about the money. It was just the fucking game. And this is what addiction is like. It's just something that you do to fill the void, to give yourself a little hit of dopamine. It's something you use to distract yourself, to self-soothe. And why are you going after that little hit of something? because you feel shit. So you have to identify why it is that you're feeling shit. What is going on? And this can be really quite difficult sometimes because obviously if you have an addiction, you are using the addiction as a way to escape from that feeling. You don't want to feel the way that you're feeling. So sitting down with that feeling takes a lot of guts and it takes a a very high level of honesty to actually admit to yourself that you have an addiction to something or that you're using something to help yourself feel better because you don't want to feel the feelings. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do things to make yourself feel better when you're feeling shit. That's not what I mean. But when you use something in an addictive way, it's like toxic positivity. You know how there's just this movement that's like, good vibes only, high vibes only, da da da. And yeah, it is great to, to be someone who is positive and generally see the good side of life. I also believe that having a positive mindset really did save my life in so many ways because when I was in the depths of addiction, I was so positive all the time. I really genuinely was. But I still knew that my life was shit. (laughs) Toxic positivity is like ignoring the shit. 
not allowing yourself to feel the shit, never feeling the difficult emotions and the pain. And that's what addiction does. It stops you from feeling the thing that you need to feel. And this is what's so funny about difficult feelings and emotions and pain, right? As soon as we face these feelings and hold space for them and actually allow ourselves to feel the emotions that we're running away from, that's when they stop having so much power over us. And that's when we actually then can release them and let them go. So there are so many things that could set off an addiction for you. Like I said, my trigger is loneliness. And the only way that you can find out what it is that you're running from is just by sitting. So next time you feel compelled to binge watch Netflix or watch porn or hop on a dating app and speak to hundreds of meaningless people. (laughs) I said that wrong. I meant have hundreds of meaningless conversations with different people. Obviously, nobody is meaningless. But anytime you notice yourself engaging in these addictive behaviors, and also these behaviors aren't addictive for everyone. So you can go on social media and not be addicted. But a lot of people, it's when you do that mindless scrolling like the gambling, you're just pressing that button. You're on the dating apps and you're just swiping and you don't give a shit. Like you just swipe, 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 swipe until it ends. And then maybe you run out of matches and then you just go onto a different dating app to continue it. It's exactly the same as having a gambling addiction. So next time you're engaging in that, the next time you have that feeling where you're like, oh, fuck, man, like if I don't go to the gym, like da, 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 and you feel almost like erratic about the fact that if you can't go to the gym, that something bad is going to happen, that you have to go, you have to go, you have to go. You have to work and work and work and work and work yourself into the ground because if you don't, something's going to happen. Da, 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 da. If you catch yourself doing that, that is when you need to have the awareness to take a step back, sit down, preferably if you can just sit in meditation, that is actually the perfect time. I like to sometimes just lie down and put my hand over my heart and say, what am I feeling right now? And it's really difficult in these moments because for me personally, I love to try and logic my way out of things. So when I feel a difficult or uncomfortable feeling, so let's take this as an example because this has actually happened to me this week, right? I noticed for the past week or so, I have been binge watching The Vampire Diaries on Netflix, which is so weird because I don't tend to watch these kind of TV shows. I tend to like lighthearted things. I don't like things that make me jump or, you know, too aggressive or anything like that. I I don't actually enjoy watching things like that. And there was a time when I never even used to watch any TV whatsoever, but that's not my life anymore. So I used to be very picky about the things I watched. And then this week I noticed that I'm just binge watching the Vampire Diaries all the time. And it was getting to the point, it was like, as soon as I would finish work, Vampire Diaries. As soon as I finished dinner, Vampire Diaries. And it would it would get to the point <laughs> that my mum is in one room, my dad is in the other room, and I'm in a different room and we're all watching different shows and I just can't stop. And I'm just staying up so late like just watching this fucking show sometimes until like midnight one o'clock in the morning like what anyway I had to really sit down with myself 
and give myself a good talking to and be like, Charlotte, what the fuck are you doing, babe? <laughs> like, this is not normal behavior for you. And there is something going on here. You are not the kind of person that sits down and binge watches Netflix. And I would go so far as to say that if anybody sits down and binge watches Netflix, there is something deeper going on there because for you to sit for hours on end just staring at a screen, there's something deeper going on there. And I know that's hard to hear because we all do it. We all sit there. We all get the little pop-up that goes, are you still watching? And you're like, yes, I am. There's something going on there. We won't go too far into that right now because right now I'm just talking about my own personal experience. And I hope that by talking about my own personal experiences that you can resonate with them. So I sat with myself And this is what happens sometimes when I sit with myself and I try to feel. Because I have spent so many years running away from my emotions. And it's so unhealthy. But I was never taught how to feel them. I was always taught to be well-behaved and I was rewarded for being well-behaved. If I had a tantrum or I was snappy or I had any quote-unquote negative emotions most of the time I was told off for that so as an adult I still find it hard to sit with my feelings or to even feel like I'm I'm like what am I feeling and my mind always kicks in and it will say okay so maybe I'm feeling this because this has happened and then I did this and then that and it's I have to say no stop and this is what you need to say to yourself as well when you engage in these addictive behaviors whatever they might be And you sit with yourself and you go, what is going on here? Don't let your mind try and get in there and tell you and explain everything and go, this is what's happening. No, what you need to do in these moments, trust me, I know this from experience, is you need to just sit with yourself, put your hand on your heart and just sit there in silence and try not to think. And by that, I don't mean banish all your thoughts. What I mean is sit there and feel. And any time a thought comes into your mind where you're trying to logic it, oh, well, maybe I got upset because so-and-so, no, that's not what we're asking. What we're asking is how do I feel right now? And any time the mind butts in, well, um, that person at work said this and then da 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 No, okay. That person at work said something, okay? How did that make you feel? Well, I felt sad. Okay, so you feel sad. Let's go deeper. What does sad feel like? One of my most favorite things to do is ask myself, what does the feeling look like in my body? And where is it in my body? I do this a lot when I get anxious thoughts and I will sit there and I'll say, how do I feel right now? I feel really anxious. Okay, where is that anxiety sitting in my body? It's on my chest. What does it look like? Mm, It's like a black ball with spikes on it. And as soon as I identify the color and where it is in my body, it lifts up away from me. So that's one thing that I love to do. Anyway, I've just gone on a random tangent. But what you need to do in these moments is sit there and feel the thing that you are trying not 
to feel. And don't let the words get in the way. Feel the emotion. Where is it in your body? How does it feel? Is it a tightness? Is it constricting? Does it make you angry? Like, do you want to fight? Do you want to... How does it make you feel? Identify the feeling as much as possible. Don't worry about the story that surrounds the feeling. The story is not so important in this moment. Because you are running from a feeling every time you engage in that addictive behavior. You're trying to fill a void. And when I really sat with myself and was like, why am I binge watching Netflix? (laughs) I realized I was feeling lonely because I was feeling disconnected from myself. Why was I feeling disconnected from myself? Because I was going to bed late, I wasn't exercising, I was eating shit, and it just takes these little tiny things that just put you off course, and before you know it, you're binge-watching, you know, 25 episodes of the fucking Vampire Diaries, (laughs) which is just so ridiculous now that I think about it, that it took 25 episodes for me to actually go, "Mm, what's going on here? Like, why am I behaving this way? So I just want you to sit with that thought today. And realize that your addiction is not the problem. It is the solution. I don't care if your addiction is hard drugs or scrolling on Instagram. I don't care if you have a crack cocaine habit or you go to the gym obsessively. Whatever your addiction is, it's the same thing. Your addiction is not the problem. Your addiction is the solution. And once you have this perspective shift and once you actually sit with your feelings and identify what it is that you are running away from and that you are trying not to feel and identify the void that you are trying to fill with the addiction, then you will actually start to see shifts. But it's not until you get really honest with yourself because I actually think that blaming the addiction and seeing the addiction as the problem is almost a way of escaping in itself. The more that you blame the addiction, the drugs, the gambling, the this, the that, whatever it is, the drinking, the more you blame that, oh, it's the drugs, they're so addictive, they're physically addictive, I can't stop. The more you blame that, the more you are avoiding actually facing the problem. And the problem is so much deeper than the bloody drugs. The drugs are so irrelevant. There is a reason that some people can try hardcore drugs and not get addicted to them, and that other people do. There's a reason for that. If drugs were as addictive as people say they are in terms of on the physical level, then every single person that had ever tried a drug would be an addict, and they're not. So it's bullshit. The drugs, the alcohol, the sex, the gambling, the porn the dating apps, the social media, the Netflix, the the workaholicism, (laughs) the gym, your diet, your faith, your religion, your spiritual practice, that is not the problem. That is the solution to the problem. So stop lying to yourself. Stop telling yourself that the addiction is the problem. The addiction is not the problem. And it's time to ask yourself, what is the addiction actually trying to show you? Because it's trying to show you something. It is trying to show you that there is a problem. 
and it is trying to show you what that problem is. But in order to identify the problem, you really do have to sit with yourself and get honest with yourself. You will not be able to identify the problem if you continue to label the addiction as the problem. Because it's not. So I really hope that just by hearing me share a little bit about what I went through with my own addiction and how I kind of had this realization that it will help you with your own addictions and it will help to set you free. Because when I was an addict, no one would fucking listen to me when I said this. But guess what? I'm not addicted to crystal meth anymore. And that is because I know and I knew back then that the crystal meth was not the problem. It was my solution. Once I worked out the problem, the loneliness, the disconnection from myself, from meaningful relationships, from other people. Once I worked that out and started to work on those things, the lack of self-esteem, the lack of self-worth, the lack of self-belief, all of these things, everything started to shift. But you have to get honest with yourself first. And as soon as you get honest with yourself, then everything will start to change. So start to look at the addiction as something that is helping you. Because it is. It is the solution to your problem. So once you identify the problem, you will no longer need that solution. I really, really hope that you have enjoyed this episode today. It's something that I have loved talking about and something that I feel so strongly about. Because there are so many things that we've been taught about addiction that are, in my opinion, absolute bullshit. And if you have this paradigm shift where you realize that actually the addiction is not the problem... It shifts your entire perspective and you suddenly realize that you actually have the power to change the situation. Because if the addiction, the external bullshit thing that is supposedly controlling your life, if that is not the problem and the problem is actually something that you're feeling inside of you, well, guess what? That means that you can actually help yourself to fix the problem and then you will no longer need the solution which is your addiction so i hope this episode has really helped you and given you that paradigm shift because that is all you need to set yourself free and as always if you would like to connect with me on social media please reach out to me my instagram handle is at i am charlotte jackson and if you liked this episode please rate it please leave a review. Please share it with anyone that you think might benefit from hearing what I have to say. I'm honestly so happy to be here and I'm so grateful that you guys tune in and listen to what I have to say every week. It is such a blessing to be able to speak these things and share my experiences and I hope that my experiences really help to change somebody's life. So thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next episode of Game Changer.